Welcome to The Perfect Storm, a bi-weekly podcast for business executives and cybersecurity professionals. Industry veterans Michael Markulek and Matthew Webster chat with guests about the latest cyber news, threats, and trends, and how all of it impacts their businesses. Harbor Technology Group is a cybersecurity consulting firm that offers advisory services to the SMB. Harbor believes by taking a proactive rather than reactive approach to cybersecurity, business leaders can develop a cybersecurity program that will address external requirements, exceed client expectations, and ultimately take their organization to the next level. Harbor's innovative processes are based on industry standard frameworks that are tailored to meet the needs of small and medium-sized businesses. Welcome to another edition of The Perfect Storm. I'm here today with Dave Trapani. Dave's a longtime friend, a longtime business colleague. Um, Dave works for Sandler. Sandler is a sales and training organization. Welcome, Dave. Hey, thanks for having me, Michael. Look forward to talking to you today. So, so Dave, just give us a little bit about your background and a little bit about Sandler. Most of the folks in, in my world, in the, the cybersecurity world, may not know the name Sandler. So give us a, uh, a brief rundown. Yeah, not many people have heard of us, although we're, we're the largest sales training organization out there. And, and really what we do is we inject sales process into organizations. Um, so it could be in different verticals, such as technology or financial services or banking. And really, there are some common threads out there with sales um, and business development. Um, doing proposals or putting together lots of information and decks that go out to prospects that, that never buy. Um, sometimes um, it, it, the sales folks or the business development folks have great opportunities, but what happens, Michael, is um, they disappear on them and they're not sure after spending a few months with somebody why they disappear. Uh, so at Sandler, what we do is we develop processes, strategies, and techniques to really diffuse all of those challenges to get better sales outcomes. That's great. And one of the things you mentioned is, is processes. One of the things that, you know, um, technologists, you know, folks in the IT space have always, you know, struggled with is this difference between a black art, right? Some kind of hidden knowledge um, and a true business process. And I know running a software company myself, you know, I struggled a little bit with the, the, the sales process and treating it as a process, as a business process, not as a, uh, as a black art. So I think Sandler is a great tool for that. I don't know if you want to you know, comment a little further on you know, the development of the processes. Yeah, you know, I, I, think, I think one of the biggest challenges when we look at the world of traditional selling is that there's a, a belief system that as long as I can have a good conversation or I have an awesome product, I can go out and sell it. And you know th th that's where the breakdown occurs. The reality is sales is an art. It's a process. It's like learning, you know, taking a college level program and understanding why buyers behave a certain way. And then how do I, from a really a playbook standpoint, inject processes in that move the deal from start to finish? Right. So it's all about process, Michael. Right. And, and as you know, right, I'm a 
I'm a mechanical engineer with nine years in the army. I, I love process, right? Love process. <laughs> Any, anytime I can demystify something, whether it be sales or whether it be information security, you know, putting something in a process that's repeatable and measurable, you know, makes it much more successful in the long run. Absolutely. And, and the idea of being repeatable and, and, and having a process, you can identify problems before they come. You know this from the technology space. I know what's going to go wrong three steps down if this happens right here. So, so from a selling standpoint and from a coaching standpoint, because of process, we can sit back and observe a salesperson's opportunity and identify what they need to do next to keep moving that deal forward. And our objective is to teach that process to salespeople so that they can do it while they're in the field. Perfect. You know, I, I'm going to pivot here to kind of talk to cybersecurity, information technology, uh, but let's start on the IT side. You know, the, the sales process, uh, selling in general, has moved much more into the IT world, right? I can remember back early in my days at AT&T of, you know, putting on a suit and knocking on doors. Um, but I think technology has really transformed the sales process and want to know if you've got a couple of comments or thoughts on, you know, how IT has affected um, sales process over the, the past decade or so. Well, I, th I think, you know, th there's, you know, from a prospecting standpoint, technology has made um, tremendous strides in making it easier to reach out to more people more efficiently. From a selling process, um, it's a much more efficient process. The tools that are in place today, the Zooms, the different uh, ability to share screens and share files, just make the selling process so much more efficient. You know, imagine going back even just five years ago where you were trying to gather up different key decision makers within an organization and how challenging it might be to get them all in the same location. Technology has eliminated that. I can get all the decision makers into a room pretty efficiently today. And I can share documents super quick um, without having to go back to the office and say, let me send this to you. So the velocity in which deals are moving is really going up and technology has opened up all those doors. Right. And I, and I think that the pandemic has kind of really cemented that. You know, there was Zoom, there were Teams meetings, you know, prior to the pandemic. But I think the pandemic really took, you know, allowed people to take advantage of the technology. Um, and I, my belief is we're not going back. We're not going back to, you know, sales guys getting on planes with, uh, with big binders of handouts that they can uh, give the clients. I think a couple of, of, of great statements you make there. We're, we're not going back. So, so we got to embrace this. Um, what the pandemic did was sped everything up. We were headed in this direction and it really cemented it. I like your term there. So if we're not embracing the use of these tools today, I think we're going to get left behind. Um, you know, imagine, I, I go back several, about 10 years ago, I, ha I have a client from, from 10 years ago who got on a plane to do a sales meeting in Chicago. After flying out, and by the way, they were not a client when this occurred. After getting on a plane, flying out, spending time in Chicago for a couple of days, only to have the prospect not show up for the meeting. What Zoom has done is, and, and these different technologies, 
it's taken that out. I can do all first meetings using this platform, and then we can determine whether or not we get back together. So if you're not embracing these technologies, you're probably going to be left behind. That's my, my guess right now. Right. Again, pivoting more into the, the cyber realm, we've seen um, privacy laws uh, like GDPR, like the California Consumer Protection Act, CCPA, um, really start to, to limit um, access to you know, prospect information, right? They're making things like no call lists, um, you know, no email lists. You've got to opt in to uh, uh, campaigns. You need to opt out, you know, you got to give the client the ability to opt out, you know, should they wish. To what effect are these uh, new privacy regulations affecting the, uh, the sales process? Yeah, I, I think what it does is it's, it's obviously there to protect people and, and, and make sure that, you know, they're not getting inundated with information um, from a from a business development and, and salesperson standpoint you know the 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 um, the pond in which you look for opportunities um, is large but it may not be that large because if you're following the appropriate guidelines you have to get people to opt in you know having a group show up to a seminar doesn't give you the right to put everybody into your database so you've got to be selective. And what that means is instead of maybe prospecting thousands of people, it could be limited to the hundreds. So I've got to be tactical. I've got to be smart about who I reach out to. Um, I've got to make sure that I'm not crossing the line. And then when I start to use different technology tools like email blasts, I think we all get email blasts pretty frequently. Um, at the bottom, you have to have that unsubscribe. When you don't have that unsubscribe, I mean, I've talked to other salespeople who they've gotten some nasty notes back when you don't follow the rules. Right. So it does put another layer. I think what it also does is it separates the better salespeople are typically following these rules. That's really what, what I've seen. You know, if, if you're getting emails and, and blasts that don't have that unsubscribe, it, it, it usually, in my opinion, if people are observing that, it sends a signal of, hey, wait, there might not be something right here. They're not following those rules. What might happen if I go out and meet with them? So it does create a little bit of a challenge and we've got to be a little bit more thoughtful about how we're reaching out to people. Right. And I think it also goes to the uh, to credibility, right? Uh, you know, one of the things that I think the privacy regulations are really focused on are there are companies that are doing things in a credible way that are really yep. focused on delivering high quality content, high quality information when it's requested. Um, and then there, you know, and, and let's be clear. Yeah, I mean, then there are bottom feeders that are, you know, that are drag netting and, and, you know, looking for any piece of business that they can pull in the door. As you said, I, I think this has kind of forced us all to focus our game on being better. Yes. And I think, you know, you talk about the technology tools and I think we talk about some of the, 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 the rules that are in place for compliance. What it is doing, the embracing of these tools, the following of the rules, I really think what it's doing is putting a microscope on those bottom feeders. Bad salespeople are being much more easily identified in today's environment than they were just 18 months ago. No doubt about it. Right. How about in terms of the just the, uh, you know, the, the security around still the, the remote worker, the, you know, the sales guy that does need to travel. Um, 
Are you seeing, you know, emphasis on things like virtual private networks, um, password management tools like LastPass? Um, as you talk to this, the, uh, the greater sales community, are they embracing those kind of security controls that are being uh, placed upon them? Yeah, you know, they are. And it's, it's interesting because we work with a wide variety of client sizes. So from small to large, you could have some different, um, different takes on those elements. But it is interesting. I do a lot of stuff on Zoom. So when we're talking to um, especially newer clients, some that, that maybe haven't gotten into the flow of us just yet, they talk about the use of the VPNs and, hey, we have to do our meetings on a certain platform, which creates a little bit of challenge for me. Now, what we end up talking about is, okay, are we talking about anything private, which sometimes gives them a green light, maybe from their compliance department or their IT department. Okay, you can use this alternative technology as long as you're not recording. So from a, sell, you know, from a prospecting and selling standpoint, I am keenly aware of that. There are different organizations with different rules, and I don't make the assumption that everybody can follow my technology. And from a training perspective, Especially if we're talking about, you know, sometimes in sales, we might be talking about a specific client. Hey, we're working on this ABC opportunity. We may need to make sure we're doing that through their system just so that they're following their internal corporate guidelines. Um, so there are, you know, I, I wasn't really thinking too much about that. There are some unique ways that we've got to be aware that not everybody does it the way that I do it. Right. I, I, I'm going to touch on one of the issues you just brought up, training. Um, you know, one of the things that we've seen with cyber awareness training, right, teaching people not to, to click on bad links or enter their credentials into to fraudulent websites um, is really the repetitiveness of that training, right? We find that three to five minute video training once a month to every employee reduces that number. I know Sandler, and you know, maybe it's a leading question, maybe it's a softball for you, but I know Sandler subscribes to the same thing, the repeated training. Right, the, yeah. the going back and reinforcing the fundamentals. So, you know, as we get ready to close up, could you talk to me a little bit about, you know, the the Sandler methodology around that kind of repetitive training and the need to go back and focus on the fundamentals, you know, even if you are the best sales guy in the game. Yeah, I'll grab my baseball bat, my heavy hitter baseball bat. But um, you, you know, it's interesting. It's a it's a great tie-in though between Sandler and technology. We know reinforcement training gets us the best outcomes. Take it away from sales, take it away from, you know, cybersecurity, reinforcement training, smaller bite-sized chunks with those reinforcement is what's going to get people to adapt and apply the things that we're trying to teach. And then, Michael, think about what, what technology has done in the last couple of years, the use of video tools. And, and you know, I'll throw out a couple of names. I'm not endorsing these products necessarily, but Zoom and Vidyard and YouTube, I can quickly record a, a educational nugget in about two and a half, three minutes, distribute it within the next 30 to 60 seconds, and people get a bite-sized chunk of reinforcement. When we are doing that here at Sandler, I get emails, this was awesome. Thanks for the reminder. Love what you said here. So you are spot on. It's a little bit of a softball question, but every organization should think about all the places where they need to make some improvement. These bite-sized chunk reinforcement training ideas absolutely work. Exactly. And I think that's a, that's a great way for us to close up our conversation because it is about, you know, improving your game, upping your game. Um, 
you know, I, I think in the economy today, those that that are willing to go back and really focus on continuous learning, really focus on improving their skill set, um, are the ones that are going to succeed. Um, Absolutely. And, and you know, in, in a gig economy, or you know, the the new economy, or the post pandemic economy, whatever you want to call it, um, you just can't rest on your laurels. You know, what you did 24, 36, 48 months ago just doesn't count. Absolutely. So we ask all of our guests at the end of uh, the podcast to kind of think about a harbor, think about a, a beach location, think about something um, that you're willing to share with the, with the, the broader audience. Um, you know, where would you go? And, and when you get there, you know, where are you going to go to, uh, to have a burger and a beer? All right. So, so I am a big fan of Aruba. So, so that immediately comes to mind. And, and if anybody has or hasn't been to Aruba, we typically stay at the Hyatt. And the Hyatt is obviously beachfront. And the beauty of the Hyatt is if you walk out to the beach, if you look to the left, there's a pier with like a tiki hut. And if you look out to the right, there's a pier with a tiki hut. Either one of those piers has great cocktails, great food. And the only decision you have to make is, am I going to go to the left or am I going to go to the right? You don't need to know the name of either joint. And that's where you will be taken care of. And typically we do a lunch there. <laughs> that's, that's nice, right? So, you know, you make it odd and even, right? You know, you know Monday, Wednesday, we went left Friday, yesterday, Monday, right Wednesday today. Friday, I'm going to, you know, you know, Tiki Hut A, Tuesday and Thursday and Saturday, Tiki Hut B. Right? Bingo. Sounds like a Jimmy Buffett song. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll write it up for him. <laughs> uh, Dave, thank, thanks for joining me today. Uh, being a guest on The Perfect Storm. Um, look forward to, to, to talking to you and working with you in the future, but it's been a, uh, a great conversation. Thanks for inviting me in, Michael. Harbor's innovative processes are based on industry standard frameworks that are tailored to meet the needs of small and medium-sized businesses. We would also like to thank Tom Marshall for the original music. Yes, that Tom Marshall from Fish fame. Harbor's portfolio of services is designed to meet the cybersecurity needs of small and medium enterprises. We offer a range of services from cyber risk advisory to VCSO consulting to meet specific security requirements without putting a strain on your technology budget. If you like what you heard here, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends and colleagues. We release new podcasts every other week and are available on Spotify and Apple. You can reach us through our website if you have additional questions or suggest a great harbor we should mention on our next show. 